You are now listening to the All Right Talk Show with me, your host, Shane Trainer. Get insider knowledge as we explore the world of business, travel, property, investing, healthy mindsets, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the All Right Talk Show. I've got Perry Wilson joining me uh, back. It's been one year since we last spoke. In fact, Perry was my first guest. And uh, yeah, what a pleasure to have him back on. And we're going to be catching up with him to see, is he still on track with his goal and how he's been getting on and his uh, his ventures, his property ventures. And I'm really excited for this one as well. I I can't believe it's been a year. Uh, Perry, how are you? How are you getting on? I'm fantastic, thank you very much, Shane. Yeah, and like, like yourself, I can't believe that. Where's the year gone? Well, it's gone down the tubes, I think, for, for most people with uh, with COVID and what have you. So everybody's life's been on hold almost for 12, 18 months. So um, I'm excited to come out the other side of it. Hope I'm still well and you're still alive, so we're okay. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, positive. Yes, brilliant. So, you know, November, 12 months ago, we last spoke, and uh, I believe you was... You was in the process of, was it going through your second buy-to-let or did you have it back then? You know, it seems so long ago. Um, I'll tell you where I am now. I'm just about buying my third buy-to-let. Awesome. Um, so, so in, in, in that time, so it's, um, I think we haven't set a, a date yet, but I think it's going to be either next, this Friday coming or the following Friday. So I'll close on, on my third property. And at that point, I'll reach what's called lean FI, lean financial independence, which means that the... Uh, income generated from my passive income, my rental income, if you wish, um, is equivalent to all my bills. So at that point, I've gone from working in a bar, a 57-year-old, on minimum wage with £10,000 of the credit card debt, nothing in the bank, to three and a bit years later, um, I, I will be lean financial independent, where all my bills are now covered by my um, unearned income. Um, yeah. But, but that's just that's, that's just a platform for where we go from there, of course. And I've got some much bigger plans going on forward from that. Yeah, and as you know what, you mentioned last year that you feel like you're gonna hit your goal a lot sooner. Um and I think that's gonna I think that's gonna be the case because you know, you started another bit business venture which we'll get onto shortly, and uh, things compound, don't they, and assets grow in, in time. So, you know, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> I think from where when I started about three and a bit years ago now. As I said, I was working behind a bar on sort of 57-year-olds on minimum wage, so, you know, how much of a loser was I? And um, I, I'd set myself what I thought was a was an outlandish goal, and that was to, in the next 10 years, to amass £300,000. And it wasn't just a, a figure I, I plucked out of the air. I calculated that, you know what I did? I sat back and asked myself, how would I know if I'm rich? And for somebody who's chased fast riches all, them li- all their lives, I never had a different definition for it. So it took me a day or two to think about it. And I, I, I eventually came up with the idea that being rich isn't, isn't a number because the number will differ from everyone else. You know, one, one person's differentiation, definition of rich is different from another person's. But what we can all agree on is you can feel rich. And, and I, saw, I thought, well, okay, what, is it, what, is, what would I have to experience or own um, to feel rich, and I, I, I sat for a, a number of days. I say, 
thinking about that and i came to the conclusion that if i was sat on a, on a yacht cruising the mediterranean and i had a couple of hundred grand in the bank i would feel rich and i i checked out the cost of a, of a yacht a second-hand yacht 50-foot Benito at the time and i reckon i'd pick a really nice one up for 100 grand so i had therefore a number of 300,000. so i set myself a total of 300,000 in 10 years and because my starting position was so low i think if i set let's say what if i set a million pounds from where i was standing behind that bar on minimum wage i, I think i set myself such a mountain to climb that i wouldn't believe this and if you don't believe in, in the, the chances of you achieving your goal then you don't put everything into it but i could believe that i could achieve three hundred thousand pounds so that was three bit years ago so now where i am um is uh, with the property um, rising in value and buying it slightly, slightly undervalued. Um, I'm probably sat on with cash, with cash in the bank and the property equity and property. I'm probably worth about a hundred thousand pounds now. Um, That's your I'm, yacht I'm, paid I'm, for. <laughs> what, sorry? That's your yacht paid for already. Before, yeah, yeah. Would you believe it? And so, I, I'm, so I get did a hundred thousand in three years. Yeah. Um, but now, what, what is, now sat where I am from this viewpoint now with my third property just to complete and a hundred thousand pounds behind me. I'm now realized that that original 300,000 pounds target was pretty conservative with a small C. And that I now believe I've done my sums. And if I just keep on doing what I'm doing now, where my, my savings rate is about three, just over 3,000 pounds a month. So therefore I'll be buying two properties a year. Every six months I have enough to for a deposit for another property. So I'll be buying two properties a year going onwards. But if I continue to do what I'm doing now, not increasing it, just keeping it at the same pace, that I will have a million pounds in seven years. So I'm now three years in. It's another seven years' time, and I've achieved a million and not the 300,000 that I originally, originally um, set, set out to, to achieve. Isn't that exciting? I mean, that's that's just smashing it. Like, you've you've just taken your goal and just absolutely drowned drowned that 300,000 pounds. And, and it, it's stranger when you say exciting. Am I, am I excited? You know, for somebody who's wanting to be a millionaire all his life, I don't, <laughs> generally, I generally don't view it that way. And, and and the closer I get to achieving my 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 goal, my new goal of a million pounds, the less I want the trappings of wealth, so the less I want the yacht. Because the yacht was just a big symbol, which is a big dick mm -hmm. that said, Here's I am. <laughs> look at me, look what I look at look at him, look at what I've achieved here. Yeah. It was a cathedral to to what what my life was. But and that's because I didn't have it, because I didn't have any money. So and, and if you don't have any money, then demonstrating wealth is, is important to people which is why people pretend to be wealthy rather than actually be wealthy but the closer again to becoming wealthy the less attractive or the less important the yacht is now i have struggled with it with to my to with myself thinking well do we really need this why not why instead of buying this yacht because now i haven't got i haven't set a hundred thousand pounds for the yacht i've now set myself a target of two hundred thousand pounds for a 40 40 foot catamaran so mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've upped the game on that one as well but then i'm thinking what the hell, Terry? Do you want to have forty foot cat around for? <laughs> uh, not important anymore. When you've got the million pounds in the bank, uh, I don't. It, uh, when you've got the money, you don't care what people's opinions is. So if they don't like me and they think I've got no money, then they don't care anymore. I've got money in the bank. I, I no longer require your endorsement for my life. But I'm going to buy it, and, and I'm insisting myself that you will buy that forty foot catamaran, Terry, because. Not not because you need to demonstrate to others that you are wealthier wealthier than 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 that than now. What's the what's the, the um 
Harry Enfield. Oh, welcome. Oh, richer than Oh, the yeah. <laughs> I remember um, that sketch. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's not for that anymore. It's because I know the most precious thing to me at that time, which was in seven years' time when I become 67, the most precious, precious thing to me is time. Mm. And I won't have that much long left. You know, the sand, the, my hourglass is nearly empty and um, the sands are continue to fall through and I don't know how much left I've got in the, in, the, in the top jaw. So what I want to do is fill the remaining time I have left in my life, whatever, whatever that ending is, with experiences and, and doing and seeing beautiful things and cramming as much as I can at that time. And so the yacht is no longer a symbol of wealth. It's now a symbol of freedom and experiences. So I can I can take that yacht and I can put it in Greece. I can take that yacht and put it in Turkey. I can take that yacht and put it in in Monaco. Mm -hmm. So I'm building it now. It, so it's now a vehicle for those experiences and, and not the big dick waving thing it, it originally was. If I'm honest. Yes. So I'm um, sorry, but your life changes, doesn't it? As, as you as you grow and hopefully grow, not just in in knowledge and, and finance, but also in wisdom as well. Yes, definitely. And you know, you mentioned that there about um, having having the yacht as a, as a symbol originally. And you know, I guess for me, I've only been investing now for coming up close to two years. And you know, after reading the rich dad, poor dad, and that sort of thing, and understanding what wealth is and what the difference between rich and the wealthy and the poor and that sort of thing and um whenever i get any any spare money or any investment money or, or a profit from you know uh, stocks and shares of crypto i don't want to spend it i want to keep reinvesting and reinvesting and reinvesting and i'm you know there's going to come to a point so you know i know a business owner that you know he was making a lot of money um for for a number of years and he he really wanted a BMW X5 and he could afford it outright absolutely all day long. And he told me, he said, I had to consult my dad. He said, you know, th this guy was in his forties and he had to consult his dad. He was like, um, oh. what's that about the car? He's like, dad, I really want this car, but it's such a lot, you know, 60 grand car. And I don't want to blow all this money on a, on a, on a liability uh, or on a BMW or whatever. And dad was like, you've been working your bollocks off for 10 years go and do it enjoy yourself you 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 deserve something so he did buy it in the end but you know because that's the mentality of people that you know have businesses and and want to get wealthy and you, you want to keep no, reinvesting absolutely you become obsessed about it what, what, what I, I i did a video on my channel only last week and it was it, i think what you have to do what's important not just for you but for your family as well mm. see when i when i for my first two years i worked well, I took two days off a year. They were Christmas Day and Boxing Day for the yeah. first two years. I worked seven days a week, taking two days off a year and, until I'd saved my first £20,000 as a deposit for my first property. Mm -hmm. Now, you think, well, I've, I've worked my bollocks off for that, but you don't appreciate that your family, although they haven't been working with you, they've been on the journey with you, they haven't seen you, they, they have no evidence of you making money or they know you must be making a lot of money because you're working seven days a week, so you must be socking it somewhere yes um, but but they haven't they haven't seen their life hasn't improved any you know you haven't uh we had a, a bit of an argument uh, about we needed a new roof mm. well my wife decided she needed a new roof i didn't think we did but she decided we needed a new roof on the house and it was going to cost five thousand pounds and we had a bit of a family meeting and they come up with some quotes and they looked at me when the price came in as if to say well there we are you can pay for it because you make no money and i said i'm not paying for it i am not paying for it and there's a bit of a hoo-ha because you know yeah. I, it, because I, I, I they knew i had some money they didn't know how much but they knew i had some money and therefore 
they should be getting a piece of it. Not in a selfish way, but, you yes. know, come on. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. the white man. You're, you're making some money. Let's, let's spend a bit in the house. You <laughs> yeah. but, but like you, and like a guy with a beer, I didn't want to spend it because I was invested in it. And if I took it away from my investment, it meant I was delaying me reaching my goal. Absolutely, so, yeah. And I did a video yeah. last week, and I, just because that's another mistake. You know, every day is a school day. And 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 I've made I've been stupid all my life. I've been an idiot and pissed all my money up against the wall. I've, I've, had, I've had a wonderful time doing it, by the way. But now it's, it's 50, um, 60 now. Um, I should I realized I shouldn't have done it. But what, so I'm still learning. And one of the things that I should have done very early on was to explain to my my wife uh, and my youngest daughter who live with us. She's now moved out um, and bought her own place. So ex exactly what I was doing, exactly what the goal was, exactly how their life would improve when I hit the goal, exactly what the plan was. So I knew what I would have to do. I would have should have I would have should have said to them. You don't have to do anything. I will take the austerity on. I will work all the hours that God sends. Your life will not change a bit. It will all be my hard work. So don't worry about it. You don't have to input anything. You don't have to do anything. I will do it all for you. Uh, and so I should have explained that. And also what I should have done, like your friend, I should have set milestones or waypoints on the way that said that when I buy the third property, when I reach lean financial dependence, when the rent from those properties then cover all my bills, then I should celebrate. Not just me celebrate, but I should bring my family along and say, we're going to celebrate now. We've got this far. Here's the proof. Here, we've now bought three properties. This is the rent. This is the money that comes from here. This is the money that comes from yep. there. Now flowing in, and we're going to go out and celebrate. So we're now going out at Christmas. I'm only going to spend a couple of hundred quid, but I'm taking my wife yes. my couple of go for a nice meal in the afternoon. My eldest just become pregnant, so she can't drink anyway. Yeah. So we'll have a nice, go to a nice restaurant, spend a hundred quid, a couple hundred quid rather, and, and celebrate. But at that, at that um, lunch, what I'm going to do again is I will say, right, here we, this is where we come from. This is where we are. We're celebrating today, but here's what we're going to do. The next waypoint, the next milestone is five properties, because when I get to five properties, and I'll do that in the next 12 months, then I reach full FI. That is to say where my rental income, my passive income is equivalent to my earned in income from taxi driving, which is how I make my for my earned income. And mm -hmm. at that point, I could retire. Not don't retire, of course, because my why could I retire? Because my earned income replaces my earned income. We're going to put the two together, then we're going to go forward and buy 20 properties in total. But on that date, we'll set a date when that happens, and we will go out and celebrate that as well. I won't buy a BMW, but we'll go out and do something quite special on that day as well. Yes. So I think you need to pat yourself on the back. I think you need to reward yourself. Because you need to know, you need to say thank you to yourself. You know, it's it, yes. it can be quite lonely. It can be quite lonely doing this by yourself. So you, you to have your family on board, you need to understand the process. You need to know what you're doing, so they can pat you on the back and hopefully make sure some food on the table when you come in because you're tired. And then you're going to celebrate each of these milestones, so they know and you know that you're making progress. If you're just putting a bit of cash in the bank, you know, I save about three thousand pounds a month now, but but. So I've got three thousand pounds this month. I've got six thousand pounds to count next month. It doesn't feel. I don't feel any different. I'm not getting a reward for. Yes. I don't feel for it. Now the yeah. numbers in the back. Well, yeah. But I don't feel any different. So I think it's important to to reward yourself and say you are making a difference. It is piling up. Here's a big thank you. And then you get the more motivation to carry on and do more. Yeah. No. Totally agree with everything you've just said as well. And it is nice. And I suppose 
once you once you do that and you show your your family what you're doing, then um, and I've got to this milestone, and then you probably won't you probably won't say this, but it will just be a nice the meal will be a nice reminder. Look, this is what we had three years ago, and we've got to this point now, and we're going to start seeing more of these rewards. You're just going to give it another twelve months. We'll have you know, and then we'll go again. And by the time in you know what seven years time, maybe less, you know. We're going to get rewarded a lot more for all this effort and planning that's that I've, that I've put in, and all you know, because I guess it's it is a it is like you said, it's a sacrifice for the family too, isn't it? Because it's um for the putting up with you essentially in the nicest way possible. No, no, I understand absolutely. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. Um, I also did it, and I, and I don't know how you do this uh, with your goals, but I I I, I love I've got a, I watch a, a lot of YouTube stuff. Um, I think it's a marvelous way to learn in the mm-hmm. sort of 21st century. But I'm 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 subscribed to a, a channel called Aquaholic, and it is it's a guy who just goes around really nice yachts and motor launches and super yachts, and he shows people around them, shows his audience around them. And so what I did, I picked uh, an example of the of a 40 foot catamaran of the type I was going to buy, and I sat my wife down, and I said, look, it's important you watch this because this is this is what we're going this is this is where you will live. For some of the year when I hit my goal in seven years' time. And it was only about an, an eight and a half minute video. But what it did to her, which she'd never been able to imagine, was the type of lifestyle we would have when we got there. Mm. And so I think that's also important is, is, to, is to help bring your family on board. Is to, yes. You know, some people have these goal boards where you have goals and you, you cut out pictures of yachts and you stick yes. them on them. Um, but I, I sat there and she was like wowed by this. She never, you know, when I said I'm going to get a 40 foot yacht, um, she just thought of being seasick. That's all she thought of. When, when you see, when you see the yacht with the stateroom she's going to be living in and the, and the, the, and the you know, the lying outside in the sunshine and, yes. and waving clouds and then the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have to imagine anymore. She could see it and she was like wowed by this. And, yes. You know, you what are you doing for this? It's visualization, isn't it? Like you've yeah. you've, sh- you've showed your wife that, and she's visualized. Wow! Like, because what you're what you're saying, this is where you're going to be living in seven years' time in something like this, you know, in the med, in the med, and like yeah. she, she she truly believes that because you've showed of it. You're confident in what you say, and you've already produced this. You, you're on you're on plan. You're on track, and uh, I guess it's you know, that's really nice for her. And I guess by seeing that and visualizing that, and go actually, yeah, will be yeah. So. She, she's going to support that for you. Exactly, exactly right. You got to, yeah, I think I made a mistake and didn't bring them on board. With that. And you know the reason I didn't bring them on board, Shane? Why I didn't say, look, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make 300000 in 10 years. Because they wouldn't have believed me. Because no. I've, I've so many get-rich-quick schemes. None of which work, by the way. If anybody tries to sell you a get-rich-quick scheme, which you don't have to work at. And, you know, this guy's, I train this guy's making 10 grand a week, run a mile, it doesn't work. Um, and, and that's why I didn't tell because I've done all that stuff and I, I've let it down in the past. Let everybody down. Um, I'm always willing to work 24 hours a day, but um, so I've always been a good worker. But I, you know, I, I try to get rich too quick, and it's, it's not the way it is. And nobody gets rich quick. Nobody. Mm. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> just a caveat to that. I mean, the 17 year olds becoming billionaires overnight because it's crypto. But you know, a, a legit yeah, safe way. Cryptocurrency is a gamble. In, 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 it's yeah. like saying, well, I've, I've, you know, I became a, a overnight because I, I won the lottery. Yeah. Um, or I, 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 I put all the money, everything I have on red at the casino. You could win, you could lose. And if it comes up, 
you win, good for you, you could lose everything, which is what Bitcoin is. You know, it's, it's not a currency what people tell it, it's just a gamble. And, and that's fine if you're a gambling person, which I was in the past. But when I, when I got to 57, and I realized that I had no money in the bank and I had 10,000 pounds of credit card debt and I was on minimum wage, I, didn't ha- I couldn't afford to gamble. I gambled right. it all, I'd lost every time. Now was the time for something secure. And you can achieve that million pounds in 10 years. Anybody can do it. I have no school, no skills. I have no qualifications. Um, and, and so, and if I can do it as a cab driver on minimum wage, which is what cab driving is, if you can do a minimum wage and become a millionaire with no skills and no qualifications, anybody can do it. It takes time. It takes 10 years. It requires a lot of hard work, but anybody can do it. Yeah. So, you know, if anyone's listening to this and you're only 18 years old, you can only yacht and be financially independent by the age of 28. It's, you know, you put in the work. Wish the hell I'd, I wish somebody had got me by the throat and told me and sat me down in front of, of, of this, this podcast and, and other ones and said, this is what you've got to do. Just do this for 10 years. Mm. Uh, anybody can retire in 10 years' time and believe me. Just, just yeah. do what I do. That's crazy. And, Work hard, invest the money. Yeah, no, definitely. And speaking of uh, podcasts and, and, and YouTube and things like that, how how's your channel been getting on? Because I've, I've noticed, you, you know, you're putting out content all the time, really useful content short snippets you you've been on a lot of great interviews from some financial influencers i'll say and um i think you're, you're starting to sort of get a good following it and change people's lives financially it, it's been it's been it's not been easy and, I, and you talk about getting overnight success when you see some guys that have been on youtube for six months and they've got ten thousand followers and you think oh that's bloody hell to do that but I, I generally don't know how to do it um and I, I think i've been doing this for a little bit three years now and for the first two years maybe i had 200 subscribers um doing what i'm doing so much so that i took six months off and just didn't do anything um and i and i said to myself look at this isn't working why would anybody believe a taxi driver who's becoming wealthy especially when i was starting from from nothing and and so I, when i wasn't making any money the first six months uh, and not making any great progress and I just said to some of the bigger influencers who are, who are on the journey with me, and I said, look, I'm just going to stop this. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go away, and I'm going to come, I'm going to come back one, when, once I'm rich, and then I'm going to say, this is how I'm doing it. That's mm. how I'm doing it. And, and then six months went by, and then I bought my first property, and, and, and then my, my, my savings rate went up massively because I bought my property. I was making an extra £400 a month in rent. And, and I thought, well, people might be interested now. And so I went back to YouTube and said, and said, look, here's where I was. Here's where I am now. It's been, you know, six months, 12 months since we've spoken. And, th- and then what I did, I, I spoke to some of the larger influencers, um, um, J- Jennifer Kempson um, and yes. Kenton Hunt, um, who we all met one at one, um, one awards ceremony some years ago now. And they carried on doing it, rather like me, which is bloody typical of me, by the way. You know, if you come to an office, you just bloody well give up. You know, if I'm not brilliant at the first time, I, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah. Else. Yeah. But those guys kept carried on doing it. And I think Jennifer's mama first has got over 80,000, Ken's got over 70,000. But they generally like what I do, and they were very generous. And they said, well, come on, on my channel, my channel we'll, we'll interview you. And, um, and it was those, um, uh, Mike, Mike Winnett. Mike Winnett. Well. That's how I discovered you. All right, yeah. And, um, and uh, no, I'd like to think I'm a pretty genuine guy. As I say, I have no skills or qualifications. I'm just working, hard-working guy who's investing his money. And they could see that blessing. And, and, and thanks to their generosity, they got me on their channel. And, and now we're up to about, it's not massive, it's about 3,500, but it grows by about 
fifty or hundred a month, which is which is you know mm. considering I, I spent two years at two hundred subs. Yeah, yeah. Problem. I'm I'm very happy and grateful for those who 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 watch what I do, and I get some uh, lovely comments and feedback, and I get some great audience participation. I don't do long videos, you know, twenty minutes, half an hour videos. I call mine toilet videos. They're they're short enough to <laughs> toilet, and whilst you're doing your business, you can watch a three minute, four minute video, and and, and that's it. And so they're quite punchy. I don't. I watch other YouTubers who might do a twenty-minute video, and I I watch that. Well, you know, there's a lot of filler in there. I could probably condense that down to two or three minutes. Yes, and that's that's the sort of videos I do. So um, they don't take an awful lot of time to, to watch, but they're 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 full of the the wisdom that I've learned through my mistakes over my sixty years of life. Um, so people tend to enjoy them, and I, I do. Thanks. I'm immensely grateful for those who are kind enough to comment and. Smash that thumbs up button. Smash the like button. Smash the subscribe <laughs> button. The bell notification and all that nonsense. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that channel must be. Have you monetized that? Because that's obviously another um, stream of income. Yeah, we just got monetized in the last couple of months. Brilliant. Um, so you need a thousand subs to go monetize, but you need more importantly, you need four thousand hours of watch time. And given the fact that my videos are only three or four minutes long. You've got to do lots of videos and get lots of people watching. So it took us about three and a half thousand subscribers before we broached that 4,000 hours. Yes. Time. Um, so that's working great. So that's, a, that's another income stream. And we, but my, my, me and my business partner, Will, who does all the, the graphics and he does all the editing for me, I'm not techie at all. Mm. Um, we, we, we don't need that money. We're just going to keep reinvesting it, um, building myself a, a studio uh, in my daughter, who's now moved out of her bedroom here, so we're getting the light and be better, the background yes. be better. We just want to improve the channel to make it easier to watch. And I've been filming filming stuff in bathrooms, in, in my taxi, and yes. anyway, because we, the, the inside of the house is so terrible. So we're going to change that and make it better for for the audience as well, which is which is you know is what they deserve. Well, that's that's even more or more authentic in a way, isn't it? Like, because I've seen you on park benches, as you said, in, in taxi, all sorts, and it's like, yeah. and and then you know, if we would fast forward five years, and then you look, you look, and you're still doing YouTube, let's say, you're going to see such a massive progression from you sitting in your taxi to now probably in your kitted out studio with high tech equipment, and you'll you you know you've got you'll probably get loads of guests on your channel and that sort of thing as well. So who knows where that could go and how many subscribers you'll have in the next five years. Well, I hope so. Who knows, who knows? Indeed, who knows where that's going to go? I can. I've got lots of ideas for for the future. We're we're getting. Um, I've I got a lot of audience participation. Much more audience participation than than some of the bigger YouTubers. You know, lots of comments, lots of likes. So, I've, what I know, what I've, I've just started recently doing is inviting people, inviting my subscribers onto my show, so they can either ask me, send me an email, and ask me a question, and I'll answer it in a sort of Q and A session on on a video. Or if they wish, they can send me a video of themselves asking the question, the three questions or any questions they have. And then they're on my show too, because, of, you know, mm. I'm only successful at what I do because of their participation. So though, why don't we get the audience on my shows and make them part of the show as well? So yeah. we've got that. We've got, we've also got a, um, another, um, what I call it, Achievers Answers, where I get some already very rich people, multimillionaires, or people who have achieved great things in their in their jobs, their roles, and their lives, and then we get them to answer three the same three questions, which is what's the worst financial decision you made, what's the best financial decision you made, and given what you know now, what advice would you give your eighteen year old self? So now we're getting some, as I say, some multi millionaires coming on and, and joining in that it takes them no time to do, 
but it's it's just a different perspective rather than listening to me drone on about the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the i remember that was that's, you know it's such a good concept that is and and uh i remember watching one of your videos and you had um a multi-million on there and it was in monaco um was he like the, the chairman or the, the owner of a football club or something yeah yeah well he was a number of things he um, he made his money well he and our directors of a, of a company um called aqs in quick sale you know these guys who are going to buy houses for cash yeah you see that and so we were, the, we were the first, we were definitely the biggest in the, in the UK and then 2008 came along and you couldn't borrow money from banks and so the concept didn't work anymore. So we had about I don't know, 100, 100 um, franchisees, we were buying about 30 properties a month and uh, so that business model didn't, didn't work and Glenn went off to set up his um, um, letting agency called U-Move which he then sold for 14 million I think wow. um, a couple of Later. So, so he went and did that, and then he was kind enough to whilst on holiday in Monaco, the, the Formula One racing, to, to answer those three questions there. So that's the type of thing where you got some really interesting people, not like me who are on the way there, but people who are there already, mm. made it, have been through the struggle, and took the risks, and they paid off, and took the, uh, and did all the hard work. So they're now answering these questions, and, and hopefully helping and inspiring other people to do exactly the same. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I think that's going to be very useful for your channel. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so tell us a bit about your um, other venture, because this time last year, you said you were going into another business venture with a business partner, um, but you didn't reveal what it was last year. Now, I know we've been chatting and I know what it's been, uh, what you've been doing, but if you could uh, shed, shed some light on uh, the, other, yeah, the other thing you've been I, doing. The, um, listen, if you go through the Times 100 rich list, you'll find that everyone there, because I've done it, you know, I've, I've listed their names and how they made their money, because it tells them how they made the money, how much they're worth. You only do it in three ways. So these are the three ways to get wealthy. It doesn't, you know, don't listen to any of the, 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 the get-rich-quick gurus. These are three ways to get wealthy. You either do it in stocks and shares, you either do it in, in property, and the last one is business. So I thought, I was doing stocks and shares, I dribble 100 pounds a month into my Vanguard, ISA stocks and share, just which are what I use as an emergency fund. Mm -hmm. It's got a whole lot. There's probably about five thousand pounds. Um, um, I was, I had my earned income, if you wish. So, um, we do a proper job, if you want to call that. I was buying property so at that time. I was, I bought my second, I bought two properties. Just buying my third now. But the other thing was, I want business. So, that, so if I if I had stocks and shares, property, and then I had a business, then I was covering all the bases. So. Again, I don't have any real skills, so I was looking around at franchises. I thought there's a, a franchise model. You know, getting into business is risky. Mm -hmm. I think it's a four or five businesses will fail in the first three years after startup. So the way to offset that risk is to buy an existing business. You know, things like McDonald's. You can buy a McDonald's franchise. It costs you an awful lot of money. Um, because you, but you can buy the franchise, and, you, and they will tell you how much you make in the first year, how much you make in the second year, because they've done it lots of times before. That's what franchises do. It's a, it's a working, successful business model. Mm. So I looked around at a few things, and I came across a guy who was on, actually was on Mike Winnick's um, channel. And uh, he had a franchise, in, and what he, what he did was he hires marquees out for um, parties uh, in either hotels or in more, more often than not in people's gardens. If you're a large garden, you have a marquee. You know, we live in Britain, the, the weather's very unpredictable. So if you're considering having a garden party or an outside barbecue, why not get an inexpensive marquee in there? 
So although that was very interesting, so we had a bit of a chat on the phone, went down to visit them um, in Warrington and um, decided to take this franchise on. So we, we start, I think we started in April last year. In our first three months, we took £10,000 of the booking in three months. That's going from a standing start in Newcastle, Newcastle Gates, you know, nobody knew who we were. As we were, as we set up the Instagram page, we were populating the Instagram page with pictures from the original franchise. Or we were getting people contacting us. Just, we haven't even built a bloody thing. We didn't have a website. Didn't have a website. Didn't have a website on with um, with prices anything. But people were contacting us and saying, you know, can you come and visit us? How much will this cost? What do we, what do, we do? Um, so in, in the first, I say, first few months, we we booked in ten thousand pounds, which is what the franchise cost. So we covered the cost in the first three months. Which is great. Um, now it's it's season work we're entering. Um, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this uh, podcast, guys, but it, it is now November in 2021. Um, so it's, it's died off. It's seasonal. We did a um, we put a, um, a tent up a marquee up over the weekend for some surprise birthday party. We've got a yeah. got a Christmas party booked in, but from from that side, it's not it's 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 pretty much finished. And so we start again in March. And so we'll go. We're predicting that we will we will make over £50,000 next year. So, so there I have covered all bases. There are three ways of getting wealthy, property, stock and shares, and a, and a business. My income now from, from those, if you want to update on the income, bearing in mind that three years ago I was on minimum wage, working there in a bar. Um, my uh, earned income from cab, driving a cab, I save about £1,300 a month from that. Um, from my properties, I to get about twelve hundred pounds of income from that, so there's two and a half thousand. And my business partner and I, who was in the franchise with me, will take only a thousand pounds each from that. So we'll be we'll be saving three and a half thousand pounds a month going on from, on from that. Which means, of course, I'm not going to spend that. Yes. So three and a half thousand pounds a month. Uh, I need twenty thousand pounds to buy a property. So twenty thousand pounds covers a deposit on a sixty-three, sixty-five thousand pounds property. Uh, pays a stamp duty, it pays any small refurb that's necessary. So at three and a half thousand pounds a month, I can buy a property every six months. So from here moving onwards, um, the money just gets reinvested. In a year's time, um, I will buy the fifth property, I'll reach uh, F I. The eighth property is quite magical because when we get the eighth property, which is about we get we make about four hundred pounds a month profit from each property. So if we get eight properties and you're getting 400 pounds a month, that's 3,200 pounds a month purely from rent, which means those eight properties generate enough income providing they're let out, you know, before the haters yep. jump on me, but they're let out. Um, they, they will provide enough income to buy from that generate, that rent generated two properties a year, which means from the ninth property to the 20th property, which is my goal to get 20 properties in the next seven years, I can keep all the cash. Now, I won't keep the cash in the bank because that's a waste of time, but I can may invest in the business. I will certainly be maxing out my stocks and shares. I suffer £20,000 a year. Yes. And that's why I've calculated that. I keep on doing what I'm doing for the next seven years. I will make a million pounds. That's fantastic, that is. So it's, it's, it's actually really simple, isn't it? And I said this we, last time. Well, you just keep reinvesting the money. As the money comes in, you can blow it and, and show all your friends and show off your friends that you're making a lot of money. I don't care about my, my, what my friends think anymore. But they, they, look at the problem. Most of them thought it was a bloody idiot for years anyway. So the fact that I'm, the fact that I'm, I'm making money now and they still think I'm an idiot, that's fine. It doesn't, I'm not bothered anymore. You just yeah. got to keep 
taking the money and then reinvesting it, which in turn just makes more money and ad infinitum will just keep on going. Which is why, by the way, when you hear guys who are millionaires and are multi-millionaires, let's say you've got a hundred million pounds in the bank, so you're multi-millionaire, and and you and they go, it goes up and by about ten percent a year. So there's ten million. So you've made ten million for not doing anything. When you get to that stage, it's not their fault that they are making ten million a year doing nothing. Yes. They can't, it's just math. It's just sitting in whatever investment vehicle they have it, and it's kicking out more money. So what do they do? Well, they don't want to spend it because if you've got a hundred million in the bank, you've probably got everything you need anyway. Yes. So now you've got hundred and ten million in the bank, and next year it's going to make ten percent of that. And it just keeps on mounting up. So it's you know we think it's obscene that they're making all this money, but they can't help but make the money because it's just maths. Yes, I have this argument with people quite regular um, that it's kind of like, you know, your Jeff Bezos's and your, your, your Elon Musk's and your Zuckerberg's of the world. You know, it's like, you know, why don't they give to charities? Why don't they do this? Um, what, you know, why do they keep getting richer? And, and I say to them, I said, it's not it's not their fault. You're, one, firstly, you're buying their products. You're using their products. So you're contributing to their wealth. Secondly, their their all their money is in high interest, probably the highest interest they can. So it's just you know even if it's one percent of their of their one percent of their wealth, that's just going to keep compounds anyway. It's going to generate more. Like they they like Jeff Bezos for instance. There was like um one of these stupid memes that something like Jeff Bezos is evil because he doesn't give about. But then I checked it out and. Um, Jeff Bezos last year was the one of the biggest. I think he was the biggest contributor, uh, char- charitable charitable donation last year um, of twenty twenty. So it's well, that it's, must have been a hell of a lot because Bill it was Gates massive billions. Yeah. Mm. So if he's you know so, but people don't want to see that, do they? They don't. Just, no, they just want to talk about the just, negatives and they rather blame them for being evil because that covers up their own their own um, shortcomings as well. You know, that's the only reason they've got it because they stole it and they probably sold drugs anyway and blah, blah, blah. Because instead of just having a good look at themselves and saying, I'll tell you how we did it. You know, in, in the, all the overnight successes, these guys flog the guts out for years. You could look at Bezos. You mentioned Bezos, Zuckerberg, Musk. They still work at their jobs. They still have jobs. Mm. And, and, and they'll be a bloody stressful job. They, why have they got a job? Because their job, is the vehicle, the route to their purpose. They have a purpose in life. They get up in the morning and they're obsessed with doing something, whatever that is. Now, Elon Musk, we know what he wants to do. He wants to go to Mars. He wants to put men on Mars. So he wakes up in the morning. That's why he's got SpaceX. Mm. He's, he's, designed, he's got Tesla because he wants to rid the world of petrochemicals. And, and, and the fact that these make money at the same time, not his fault. He's delivering something that is valuable to us all. Otherwise, we wouldn't buy. But it's because they have a purpose. Most people hate their jobs, not because the job itself intrinsically is, is bad or boring. It's because it's just the hamster wheel. They don't have a purpose. They get up in the morning, they go to their job on a Monday because they have the bills to pay. If like me, I doesn't bother me going to work in the morning in a Monday morning because I know on the following Monday when I count my money, I'll have another four or five hundred pounds that I can invest, which is going to make me a millionaire. It's going to get me that yacht. My job is not a hamster wheel it's the it's the vehicle i use pardon the pun being a cab driver it's the vehicle i use <laughs> my goal and that's all your job is these guys have purposes and we have a pandemic in this in the world right now where people don't have a goal they don't have a purpose they get up in the morning they get on the hamster wheel and they just do it and do it until they die 
they'll, they'll work an average life and they'll have an average death, but it isn't necessary if you have a purpose. And I was interviewed by, by um, uh, I might have been a guardian, a guardian uh, reporter who wanted to know why I was doing what I was doing yeah. and how. Well, yeah. So, well, I've got some punchy lines for you because I know that the reporters like punchy lines. And what advice would he give him? I'll give you a couple of punchy lines. I said, um, uh, if, if I forget what they were at the time, I said, no, I've trotted them out with some cliched stuff anyway. I mm-hmm. said, right, you, you like this, but I'll tell you the real reason, the real thing that separates the wealthy from the poor, and that is they have a purpose. They got up in the morning and they knew what they had to do, they knew what they were going to achieve. It might be 10 years' time, it might be 20 years' time, but they got up with a purpose. And that's the big difference for most people don't have a purpose. They get up in the morning and they go through the motions with no purpose. And I made the point, I said, you know what it is? The people in this country, most people in this country, including myself for most of my life, by the way, were like earthworms. You look at an earthworm, an earthworm gets up in the morning, presumably earthworms sleep. Um, they eat, they breathe, they fornicate if they're lucky, and then eventually they die. And I said, that's what 80% of humans do. So if we're the most intelligent creature to walk the face of the earth, an earthworm can replicate what 80% of people mm-hmm. achieve over their lifetime because they don't have a purpose. There are those special people like Elon Musk, like Zuckerberg, like Bill Gates, who had a purpose. They wanted to change the world. Now, you don't have to change the world. You can't, for most of us, it's not possible. These are very special people. These are outliers. But if, if, if you do the very simple things in life that are different from what other people do, you can change your life. You can change your life. You know, I, I, I was a waster most of my life. And then I, and I stopped, stopped being a waster. I worked very hard. I didn't spend my money. I invested my money. And in 10 years time, I'll be a millionaire. And it's something anybody can do. Anybody can do. No skills, no qualifications. Mm-hmm. You have to be rather strange. I'll give you that. You have to be different from everybody else. And you have to suffer the ridicule of your parents, your friends and relatives, whomever, because you're being abnormal, because the, the herd don't like abnormal people. The herd like people like themselves, because anybody who's abnormal is threatening. Mm. It makes them feel bad. But as long as you're prepared to put up with that, and you're, you're prepared to put in the hard work, and you're prepared to make the sacrifices, you too can be a millionaire in 10 years' time. Anybody who's able to work, and I'm living proof, Anybody who's able to work, fit enough to work, and is willing to work hard and invest their money will be a millionaire in 10 years. That's it. That's it really is. That's, that's, it's that simple. Yeah, it's that KISS method, keep it simple, stupid. And that's, that's it. That's it. And um, you know what? That, that's, it's funny you should say that about you know, being abnormal um, because that's sort of uh, where your, your brand and channels come from, isn't it? Like stupid is the norm. It is, you know what? I, 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 I'd like to take credit for that, but I didn't. I, I nicked it from them. Dave, you ever heard a guy called Dave Ramsey in America? Yes. He's massive. He's got his own TV show. <laughs> he's, um, we, I don't agree with a lot of what he does because he's obsessive about debt and getting rid of debt. Um, your, your mortgage, you know, pay your mortgage down before you start investing. But he, he, had, a call, he had a call show and somebody rang in and says, um, gee, Dave, I've been doing this for years and, and, and I, I've just done this and I wonder what your opinion is. He says, you want to know what my opinion is? He says, yeah, Dave, that's why I rang in. He says, well, I think you're stupid. <laughs> And he says, oh, really? He says, but don't worry about it. He says, when it comes to personal finances, most people are stupid. In fact, when it comes to personal finances, stupid is the norm. And I went, ah, the norm, I like that. And stupid it's is stupid. the norm. Me, by the way, so, you know, this is not me sitting on high and pontificating and, and, and looking down on people. I was at that for 60 years. 
I'm not being bankrupt. I've done every, you name every financial mistake that's possible. I've done it. I've genuinely done it. Nothing surprises yeah. me anymore. So, so I, I'm yeah. nothing special. On the contrary, I'm just a normal working class bloke who's um, not spending any money and in, investing in instead. And that's why I, I refer a lot of people that are looking to start investing. Um, that you know, even twenty years old, thirty years old, hell, even um, some forty-year-olds I've spoken to, and I say, um, listen to the my my first episode with the one you were on the episode one of the podcast, um, and listen to what Perry's got to say because you know he's he's retired. He was I think it was uh, fifty-nine when we spoke last, and yeah. um, and um, yeah. Like you're, um, li- you're living, you're living. Well, you know, <coughs> how to become, how to become a millionaire. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. That I've never, I've never told this anywhere else. It's going to be a future video of mine. So Ooh. it's a proof for your audience. If you want to be a millionaire in ten years, ten years, you do a job that pays you by the hour. Okay. Now I don't care what that is. It could be like me. It could be a cabbie. If you want to work at McDonald's, that's fine. You can be a millionaire working at McDonald's in ten years. Here's what you do: you work twelve hours a day for five days a week. So you still got two days off. You, you live up 40% of it and you save 60% of what you earn and you invest that over 10 years in property and in 10 years you'll be a millionaire pretty much guaranteed so you've got to work 60 hours which is 50% which is probably more than 50% of what most people do I did say there was a price to pay you have to make sacrifices but if you live up 40% of that and invest 60 the remaining 60 percent 60% in property just the way you and I do in 10 years time you'll be a millionaire pretty much guaranteed that simple that is that it is that simple but people will go 60 hours a week yeah man i'm working 36 hours a week i'm knackered you know and what you know i need to be home and this sort of thing but okay that's fine then just have a normal earthworm life because that's what you <laughs> You should write a book called the earthworm i've just thought of that name for a book are you gonna do you think you'll do that when you reach your your goal or, or when you do retire you'll 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 get bored so you'll write a book I've I've, I've written a couple of books already. They're on my website free of charge. One's called The Only Guaranteed Way to Become Wealthy in the World. And that is just, it's the old cliche way of doing it. Save from the age 18 to 65 or 68, I think is now the time age. If you save 10% of your money in a Vanguard ISA, you'll be a millionaire. Pretty much guaranteed. That's the slow way. Um, Then you can do, and I've got another book on there called How to Retire at 30. And that's essentially living with your parents for 10 years. I know it's, I did say it was a price to pay for everything, but if you're living with your parents right now, if you're young and listen to this, you'll never have fewer bills and more investable income than when you're living with your parents. Believe me, when you have no idea how much it costs to live in this country, when you've got to pay your own gas, electricity, water, mortgage, all that stuff, mm. live with your parents you're 30, get two jobs, work one during the day, and then go work in a bar at night time, and then you invest half that money and by in 10 years time you're billionaire you can retire at 30. So it's the same deal effectively how good is that folks that's brilliant now it's been uh it's it's been great to catch up um you know what? i was going to ask you the three random questions like i did last time i think one of them was like what's your favorite movie what ticks you off and something else but um you've been on my show before so i don't really know what to ask you new i mean <laughs> i've been asking random questions to, I, I tell you what we'll ask you have you read any any um any new books recently since we last spoke or do you sort of do audible or, or just watch youtube now i watch youtube i think it's the way forward i've tried reading books um i i was a voracious reader of books by the way because back in back in the day that's the only medium you had was to read books um so i've read, read all the 
pretty much all the books you can imagine on personal finance. Some I like, some I didn't like. Now I've done videos on those too. Yes. Um, so I watch a lot of YouTube. Um, I think I, I probably watch an hour, two hours of YouTube a day. Um, it all tends to be um, finance related. Again, because whilst it's nice to nice to relax and watch um, bargain loving Brits in the sun, which I do watch for about half an hour. <laughs> I'm sorry to admit that, but um, they've got, <laughs> on that thing, they, they have a, I don't know if you haven't seen the program, Shane. Yes. Uh, all right, they've got, they live on a caravan site, which, which is, I'm not knocking caravan site, but I am a knocking caravan because I hate the <laughs> caravan. Any holiday on a cold barrack campsite and pissing down rain for a week when I was a young kid, so I hate caravan site. But I, and I said to my wife one time, watching, I said, you know, you know, forget all about this 40 foot, 200 grand caravan. We should just live, just move to this caravan site. Yeah, we, we live there like bloody posh and vex. Um, but no, it's a, so I don't spend a lot of time watching that stuff, although I do like, I, I do enjoy watching the program. Um, so I watch YouTube um, stuff that, that I learn from. I think it's important to keep learning. Um, I think it's important to remember that you know nothing, absolutely mm -hmm. nothing. You know, in the great, the great, all the knowledge that exists in the world. If you think you're clever, you know absolutely nothing. Great advice. Mm. So it's important to keep learning all the time. And that old cliche, every, every day is a school day. And I genuinely believe that. And, and I watch YouTube for inspiration. They give me ideas about, oh, that's interesting. I, I, could, I, I like what he said there. I didn't like what he said there, but I can probably twist that and give my version of that. So it's a source of inspiration for myself as well. And, um, and you know, listen to people like yourself um, for all the time. It's, 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 it's the best use of time, I think, rather than, rather than read a book. It's, it's, you can see it. You can, you can not just read it and imagine you can see it with your eyes as well so you're filling a few more senses as well so so i love youtube i genuinely do yeah no it's a fantastic tool yeah 100 percent. well perry it's been an absolute pleasure to get you back on uh but what are your just just to finish it up then what what are your plans for the future i know you can't disclose some of them um because you know i'm going to get you back on in another year anyway um it'll be good to my, do I'll tell you my plans i don't mind sharing with you um my, my life's an open book pretty much. I live on YouTube. So um, I'll get lean, lean FI in the next month or so. I want two more properties in the next 12 months. That'll take me to full FI. Um, probably 12 months after that, again, I'll get another three properties. It'll take me to eight properties. And then um, they will pump out enough money to, to buy two properties of their own a year. Um, there, thereafter, I, the world is, a, is an unusual and exciting exciting place and, and i don't know what the, the future holds um i've got I've, i'm considering bringing out a, a course because i get asked lots of times if people for, for me to mentor people and i genuinely don't have the time but, you know if 100 people ask me to mentor them i, I don't have the time but I, yes. I, thought, so I do want to help people so well, how about if we if we do a, a course and the thing the thing that's stopping me doing the course is i struggle with the concept of if someone wants to be rich then if I'm selling them a course, doesn't that make them less wealthy because they're mm. paying me? You'll become, become think, a guru. <laughs> that's right. But then I think, yeah, there is that, but I, I'm giving them something that's value. I think is valuable and will make them wealthy. So doesn't that have a worth in itself? And I say, yeah, that does. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of struggling with that concept now because I do want to help more people than I have my time available. And maybe that's the best time. That's the best way of doing it. 
So I, I, that's something I'm considering doing maybe next year. But again, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't convinced myself on, on whether I feel comfortable doing that. Not that I don't doubt it's valuable, whether yes. I feel comfortable doing it. And you know, the, 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 so then you get people saying that, well, just do it for free. Then the problem with doing it for free is people don't value it. I've got free stuff on, my, on our website, stupidisthenorm.co.uk. And um, if you go on the YouTube channel, it's listed there. And, and you go to YouTube, type in Stupid is the Norm. And it doesn't get downloaded so much. And I don't believe it's it's not, it's not the, I do believe it's not the quality. It's the fact that it's free. And if it's free, people say, well, it's just free. It's just a, an add-on. So they're just trying to sell me something on the back of that. Mm. Um, but I think if you say, well, here's, here's a course. It's 20 quid or 40 pounds or whatever. Um, if you don't like it, I'll give you money back. Yes. That's fine. That's fair enough way of doing it. So I'm constantly yeah. doing that yeah, well, and and just 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 sort of my my opinion on that as well. I think you know um, there are people out there where a mentor is really beneficial because they can have that person to bounce off. Or if you've got something where you you do have a course for someone and it is small cost and you are offering you know a refund if that's the case, then I think that's totally fair. And um, you, I think obviously you know this, but you know you need to charge for your time because as both of us know. Um, time is our literally our biggest asset and it's so precious so you know uh, you need to be paid for that yeah that is that but it's, it is something I, I struggle with but um, hopefully I'll convince myself but over a business part I'll convince myself a yes yeah definitely well fantastic stuff and you know I'll say it again um, thank you so much for, for coming back on the show it was a real pleasure absolute pleasure thank you very much for inviting me I look forward to speaking to you again speak to you again that was the alright talk show thanks to Perry for coming on and don't forget to check out his website stupidisanorm.co.uk and his YouTube channel and his Instagram and reach out to him because he does respond and uh, as you've probably heard from this episode he gives great um, great content and a lot of value so ciao for now <laughs>